is the season for reviews. I did a quick search online of a variety of reviews that are happening at this time of year. People are reviewing all kinds of things, favorite songs, best books and movies, the greatest sports highlights and games of the past year, biggest donations, most significant advances in science, medicine, and technology, famous celebrities who have died. Organizations are reviewing their employees, finances, and committee structures. I found one site that recommended you review your email, perhaps to see what, what, what it's time to delete for those of you with 20,000 unread messages. <laughs> People are spending a lot of time looking back over the last year, it would seem. I also found a lot of jokes about all this effort to look back over the last year. Apparently, it reveals the difference between an optimist and a pessimist. An optimist stays up all night in order to see the new year in. A pessimist stays up to make sure the old year is over. All of that review of the past year also leads many people to create resolutions for the new year. Of and of course, there are jokes about them as well. Like, what's a new year's resolution? Something that goes in one year and out the other. It was that bad, wasn't it? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> or the person who said, this new year, I'm going to make a resolution I can keep. No dieting all year long. And certainly the person who said, my New Year's resolution is to stop hanging out with people who ask about my New Year's resolution. I appreciate the variety of feelings about New Year's resolutions. They both speak to, the, to something we want in our lives and how hard it is for us to truly change and grow into something new or different. If it's any help or consolation, the Christian faith does not have a tradition of making resolutions around the, the turn of the calendar year. Our new year begins with the first Sunday of Advent in December in preparing ourselves for the incarnation of good news. And we're less interested and, and we're less interested in resolutions and more interested in practices that shape who we are and what we do. Did you know in the, that in the Gospel of John, our, our Wednesday night Bible study, the word faith is never a noun. It's always a verb. Followers of Jesus Christ don't have faith as though faith is a static belief or a set of beliefs. They faith, if I can make that a verb. They are always faithing. They practice faith. They do things to increase faith, shape faith, promote faith, nurture faith, always as a verb or an action. And faith is not as an end unto itself, but is all, as a way to increase our awareness of the incarnation of God all the time. So standing on the threshold of a year gone by and a year that is yet to be, we'd like to invite you into a practice to increase our awareness of the incarnation of God and to make faith a verb in our lives. We'd like to introduce you to the practice of examine. It sounds a lot like the word examine, like what a doctor or a test does, and, and that's part of the practice, but the word is actually examine. Think of exam and then add an E-N to the end of it. The practice of examine. 
The practice of examine was introduced in the 16th century by Ignatius of Loyola as something to do daily. He wanted to invite people to reflect on a period of time so that they would become more aware of where God had been present in their day and their life. The goal, however, was not simply to look back at life. The more you practice examine, the more you cultivate and maintain an awareness of God's presence and activity in the present. And the more you learn to notice God in the comings and goings of your regular busy lives. This way, faith becomes a verb and a way of seeing into our lives and into the world more deeply. Ultimately, Ignatius believed the practice of examine would teach us how to love God, one another, and this world, and sustain that love throughout our days and lives as a present reality. The practice of, of examine involves five parts. Gratitude, review, sorrow, forgiveness, and grace. Now there is much we could say about the practice, but instead we'd like to invite you into a time of examine on this last day of 2023 with the help of a prayer written by John Vest. You'll need that piece of paper that, uh, that our ushers handed out and a pen or a pencil. Yeah, raise your hand if you need something to write with or paper. Played along with you, Gary. <laughs> so remember the five words are gratitude, review, sorrow, forgiveness, and grace. And in order to, to live into these words and do the practice of examine, you'll also need an open heart and mind as we recall the past year and reflect on it for a few minutes. Remember, the goal is to increase our awareness of God's incarnation in our lives so that we are practicing faith that we can, so that we can see God more often. So here's how this is going to work. Tammy's going to read a portion of a prayer, and then I'm going to ask you some questions that you can answer on your paper. You do not need to put in long sentences. You can just write down words or thoughts or phrases. Uh, but all of it is, is, is an opportunity right now to do the practice of examine. So let us pray. God of wisdom and truth, at the beginning of this new year, we look back and we look forward. In the year that has passed, we experienced joy and we experienced sorrow. We felt blessed and we felt challenged. 
Some things went by much too fast, and some things lingered for far too long. Here in this place, we are reminded that you are present through it all. We are reminded that we are never alone. We are reminded that nothing can separate us from your love. So at the beginning of this new year, we pause now in silence to reflect on the year that has passed. We remember the things from this past year that we are most thankful for. We recall moments of joy and contentment. We consider the times we felt most alive. We recognize the times we gave and received love. So on your paper, how would you answer the question, what are you grateful for in 2023? As you think about the year, for what do you give thanks? We are grateful, God, that you were present in these times. We also remember the things from this past year that we are least thankful for. We recall the times of difficulty, struggle, pain, and sorrow. We consider the times when we were not who you created us to be. We recognize the times when we did not offer love or grace, compassion or peace to those in need. So for your reflection, what did you do that turned away from God's presence and activity in you this past year? That missed God's presence and activity in others? And that denied God's presence and activity in creation for your reflection.
we are grateful, God, that you are present with us in those times too. So for your reflection, as you look at your list, what do you need to admit about yourself to express your sorrow over what you missed in 2023? As you see those, that list of things that you need to admit, ask God's forgiveness. Ask God's forgiveness of the things that you are admitting need to, need your, need to are expressions of your sorrow. But along with that, who do you need to ask forgiveness from? And with whom do you need to make amends from 2023? Finally, ask for God's grace for the coming year and ask for an increased ability to recognize God's presence in the grateful times, in the times when we are less than what God created us to be, in our relationships, and in our connection with earth and all of creation. Gracious God, at the beginning of this new year, we also look forward to the year to come. We are confident that you will be with us still. When we are thankful and when we are not, when we are happy and when we are sad, when we feel alive and when we feel drained, when we give and receive love and when we do not. God, the world we live in is messy and challenging, a world of pain, a world of doubt, a world of fear, a world of jealousy, a world of violence, a world of domination, a world of injustice, a world of human failing. Yet God, you are with us always, as close as our last and our next breath. So give us grace and give us courage 
to live faithfully in this imperfect and achingly beautiful world. May our faith become a verb we practice every moment of every day. Remind us always of the promise of your kingdom emerging around us and through us. It is for this kingdom that we now pray, using the words Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we come into a time of singing some carols together, uh, we would also invite our ushers to come forward and, and to receive our offering today, uh, to receive it as a gift of our lives, to give thanks for all that we have been blessed with in, the, in this year gone by, and to commit ourselves once again to pray and engage and give to the ministry that God has given us so that we may continue to be the church and the people God wants us to be. We're going to do a